0: Have a happy, happy Passover! By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor The Lord's Feast of Passover has always been a time God's people have been set free from something, set free from the enemy, his world or his people, set free from themselves even and what they have become because of their relationship with the enemy. Each Passover changes man's history. The first Passover was a devastatingly sad feast, as the first pair chose to eat from the enemy's table rather than God's. They chose to chew on the perverted wisdom served by Satan, fruit from the mind of the tree of good and evil, instead of savoring the knowledge of God from the tree of life. Their lives and ours changed forever. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. With their first bite into the mind and thoughts of Satan, they passed over from God's perfect rest to Satan's chaos and disorder, along with all that had been entrusted to them to love and care for. They also passed over from eternity to time and were for the most part restricted to this physical realm and no longer able to freely see or function in the spiritual. Satan lied to her. She and her husband became inferior beings. Genesis chapter 3 verses 5 and 7 reveals the lie. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened into this realm, and you will be like God. That is what Satan wanted, so he offered it to Eve. Knowing good and evil, they knew only good. Nothing evil was in their mind or existence. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. They had no real interest in the physical before, and they knew that they were naked. Their bodies were created originally to allow them to live and function on the planet. They were beautifully designed to serve their spirits as a home, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They were exposed to the mind of the enemy that harbored sin and perversion, so they were ashamed. They could see only in this realm now, and they saw in a different light through evil. You see, the two realms were one, Through the original man, before the fall, humanity was created in God's image, a spirit and soul, but equipped with a body to enable them to reside on earth. In them, the two realms were brought together as one. They were able to see in the spirit realm as well as the physical, but earth was his assigned home. The heavens God kept for himself and his angels and the earth was God's gift to mankind, the dwelling place of His children. Psalm chapter 115, verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth He has given to the children of men. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it, in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. He gave them a head start in developing the planet into a luxurious home by creating the first garden for them, that as they multiplied and grew, they could enlarge as needed. They passed over, however, from their beautiful, elegant garden to the undeveloped regions of earth, as led by Satan. They also passed over from perfect health to conditions that caused decay and death and brought the rest of creation to this fate as well. God allowed it to be so in hope man of his own free will would want to change and restore it. Romans chapter 8 verse 20 For the creation, all they were entrusted with, was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Did you ever notice, however, that when we make a mistake, it seems everything else goes wrong too, and we just get worse and worse? Well, so it was with Adam and Eve and all their descendants. By becoming comfortable with Satan, an angel, the next huge mistake he would lure them into would be easy for him to accomplish. The crossing of angels with man. Genesis, chapter 6, verses 1 through 2, speaks of this. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. By producing a mixed species, half angel, half man, They were changed from God's original creation, and Satan could legally call them his. This furthered his plan to be as God to earth and all on it. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 14 reveals Satan's plan and motive for confiscating God's creation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. This created angel really thought he could be like the God that created him. Thus we see why the crossbreeding, grafting, etc., of all things on the planet, plants and animals, in fact, all creation. The idea was to change them from their original state so he could claim them as his. Even the soil of the earth has been altered. The whole planet passed over to Satan thanks to the disobedience of the first pair of humans. Lawlessness was the forerunner of man's lust, perversion, and all of the evil spirits that plague humanity today. Mankind has become the victim of supernatural beings they can no longer see to resist or have the strength to defeat. Satan's plan was pretty solid. They had passed over from children of God to children of Satan, and God was sorry he had even created man. Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 through 7. tainted by the angels. He destroyed all but what was on the Ark, put them in pairs according to their kind again, and gave his earthlings another chance, for the very first time, a positive Passover. While the Earth and all its inhabitants were destroyed, the eight in the Ark passed over from death to life. Satan led them very quickly right back to sin, however, as they left the Ark and resumed life again. Noah planted a grape vineyard, made wine, got drunk, and his son molested him in his inebriated state. Didn't take long until death was reinstated because of sin, and restoration of their physical bodies legally stopped once again as well. Genesis, chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Death was reinstated. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 shows us the seriousness of this act. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. No restoration for a body in the process of committing this sin. But God still had a plan in place to restore man, knowing he would fall again. Before he rested, he had prepared feasts with tidbits of his knowledge, served that he would lead to man's eventual regeneration. The first Passover, established as a feast, was experienced by God's people as they were set free of Egypt. This event was in many ways a foreshadow of the end time. Exodus, chapter 12, verse 3, and verses 6 through 14, tells the story. Speak to all the congregation of Israel. If you are baptized into Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And Abraham was a Hebrew, the founding father of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb. According to the house of his father, a lamb for a household, the Lamb of God, the father's only son, now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it, doorposts and lintel, symbolic of our hearts and minds. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with the unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled it all, with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. They were to eat all of the lamb. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. The lamb is only for those separate from the world and gathered to him. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, the day of the Lord, judgment day. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. He comes as a thief in the night against the world, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you, as it is today, on the houses where you are. There will be a fulfillment of the prophecy at Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20, where it says, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation is past. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. We too are a firstborn, the beginning of the new species, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you. Virus and locust infestation, when I strike the land of Egypt, Egypt is symbolic of this world, so this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance, so that God's plan for restoration can be brought to light and man can find his way back to God. Not only were they set free of Pharaoh, symbolic of Satan, and returned to God, but they were protected from the plagues and death by the blood of the Lamb. They would be given a set of laws, to live by and led to a land promised to them long ago. You see, before God rested from all his work at the time of creation, he made a way for ownership of mankind to be returned to him and for them to be restored to his original idea of perfection. This plan is protected and nestled within his rest and belongs to those that enter there. Man throughout the ages has always been welcome to enter back in. But love of doing their own works, satisfying their personal desires, and building their own empires has prevented them from entering. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, these will be the ones that are restored to establish the new earth, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Hebrews chapter 4 verse Verses one through two explains, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Man cannot enter his rest with anything or any one that is not owned by God and sanctified by him. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. It will only profit those who believe and enter to fulfill his plan through their lives. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 10 For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. We must lay down our agendas and personal aspirations to manifest God's works already accomplished before He rested. There is proof God can and will restore man one day as we study the story of the life of Abraham and his wife Sarah. Genesis chapter 17 verse 17 Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is one hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? Genesis chapter 21, verse 5. Now Abraham was one hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. He and Sarah were regenerated, and Isaac, the child of promise, was born through these ones. Our founding father and his wife were restored to give birth to Isaac, who was the son of the promise that would in turn father Jacob, whom God renamed Israel, the founding father of the twelve tribes. Jesus was born through these genetics, and those of us born through Christ are likewise genetically related and heirs to all the promises made to these people. So when we are born again, we pass over from Adam's race to Christ's. And when we take communion, even our blood is changed and we become a new species. I am so thankful God had this plan. John chapter 6 verse 53 speaks of the blood covenant we enter into with Christ. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 through 8 connects us to the original first feast of Passover. Therefore, purge out the old leaven, die to Adam in sin, and become a new creature through baptism, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened, because when we repent, there is no condemnation. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, sin of Adam, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, traits of the world, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So where are we in the Lord's plan today? Depends. Are we looking for the answers to our future, events yet to happen in the world, through carnal eyes, or looking to the supernatural for the answers? Depends also if our existence is embedded in the world's society, or we are resting in God's will, living a law abiding life as a citizen of his kingdom. Knowing he will totally destroy the wisdom Eve chose for humanity, are we still looking to man for the life's answers? 1 Corinthians 1, verses 19-20 explains, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent, those that intellectually predict the future. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? What is taught in the world's learning, institutions, will be brought to nothing. Man's works that have prevented him from entering God's rest will be exposed so he can change quickly and do what God predestined him to do. Only God's works, completed before the earth's foundation, will stand in the end. Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verses 9-10. through 10. That which has been before creation is what will be. That which is done, all God's works were completed, is what will be done by those that enter his rest and do his will. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us, before the Lord rested 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 13 tells us for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ all things were done through him now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver precious stones wood hay straw each one's works will become clear for the day judgment day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. Truth is a fire that purges, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Revelation chapter 3 verse 1 says to those in the dead church, and to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Their own works would not bring life to them or those they were shepherd over. So we may ask ourselves, is our lifestyle and the works we do establishing God's kingdom or the enemies? Fact is, he will destroy Satan's world and everything in it. Its systems are soon to crumble as they are infrastructured on Satan's lies and the foolish knowledge harbored in man's intellect that feeds his dreams and ideas for future success. 1 John chapter 2 verses 15 through 17 warns, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the of the flesh, the of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides for ever, in other words, are we in God's perfect will, obeying his laws, or are we so enamored with the world's activities, our hearts are hardened towards god's will? Second Peter chapter three, verse eleven, therefore. Since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you ought to be in holy conduct and godliness? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, after the days of Adam. Says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them so his new species will have easy access to the laws for their direction and protection by God's sovereignty, if obeyed. John, chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So... If we're not born again, let's take that step of faith, be baptized in the name of Jesus to resurrect a new creature and pass over from death in Adam to life in Christ. If we are born again, but have not entered into His blood covenant, let us eat of the bread of life and drink of His blood to become a new species and pass over from Jacob to Israel, from a worm to a butterfly, If we are already a new species, let us stand as evidence of God's victory over the enemy, establishing His will through our lives, so His kingdom can come to restore all the earth and all life on it that is eagerly awaiting us to walk out of time and pass over to eternity. Let us close with these scriptures. Romans chapter 8 verses 19 through twenty-three, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that we would wake up and change. Because the creation itself also would be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Isn't this an awesome, awesome promise? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also, who had the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. What a Passover we have to look forward to! Restoration of our present bodies to perfect ones. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4, is the fulfillment of his promises, his covenants, his feasts. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Have a happy, happy Passover.